Thanks so much for tuning in to Episode 7 of The Menafan Show. We'll get to your content in just one second, but first, a quick word from one of our sponsors. There's a mole at the station, and only Cullen can find him. A podcast is spiked when an activist is tipped off. But who is responsible? Going deep undercover, Cullen finds secrets that will leave you shocked by the last scene. Who's loyal? Who's leaking? And who's listening to Dale and Keith? Luke Wilson is Zambrano. James Coco as Mark Hannon. Michael Rosenbaum as Ken Laird. Powers Booth as Jerry. Sal Minio as Alex Reamer. Jenna Fisher as Lucy. Brian Baumgartner as Lumpy. And Paul Lind in a very special appearance as Dale Arnold. An all-new Cullen! Followed by an all-new Dino in the middle. Tonight... Welcome to a superfan roundtable on the week's events in the world of Kirk Menahan. This is the Menafan Show. Big show today. We got a big special guest coming up. We have actually two big special guests. MHB. We have Mike Zahn, who has been number one in New York forever. And then we have this guy, Bill Buchanan, who we're going to talk to a little bit. Uh, but first, thought we would chat a little bit. We were going to chat about the WEEI ratings, and then I caused World War Three today. You How did. How you doing? Oh, I am good, man. I am uh, I'm feeling my age at the ripe old age of 27. When I was away this oh, weekend for, for my mother's birthday this weekend, I was carrying ham- uh, a hamper full of clothes down the stairs because, yes, I did make my mom do my laundry uh, <laughs> on her birthday. And I'm carrying the laundry down the stairs, and my back gives out um, completely. Now, I mean, it just was a back spasm, but I am sitting. Mm-hmm. I've been sitting. I work from home today with you know icy hot patch on my back, and uh, and haven't really moved much from from you know my chair here. So, I, needless to say, I've been heavily involved in the discussions and the debate on Twitter. I also feel like a you know like I'm an old man. This is this is not fun. I, I I've never had a back problem before. Uh, I hope I never have one again because this is not nice. I don't look at that as an age thing. I've had those. There are just things sometimes that tweak your back, but they suck. Hmm. Yeah. So we'll see. I mean, now, uh, now we have uh, we've got this whole show to do, and we've got all, all sorts of uh, trouble to be found on Twitter, uh, <laughs> as as our, our our friend John Dennis would say. So, do you want to before we even jump into this? I think there's a couple things that we need to catch up on. There's two big events that happened. Well, really three. Kirk released a surprise podcast, which was awesome. Um, mm-hmm. If you like Seppenwall, you'll like uh, you'll like this podcast. I think this is the third one Kirk did. Awesome stuff about the Sopranos. Uh, and if you're a fan of the show, now if you haven't finished the show, I would I would caution you not to not to listen to it because they do go into some information about how the how the show ends and theories and things like that. But that was great. I had no idea that that was even coming out, so that was a surprise. Then we had. Uh, and this kind of ties back into each other. Uh, what is it? BJBSJ, which I don't even know what the fuck that stands for. Um, I've asked them and they won't tell me. Yeah, because but I got an idea, but it's, yeah. it's just stupid. It's silly. Anyway, so we're we're gonna we're we're gonna tread into some waters here that could get us in trouble uh, online. They released some numbers um, about the uh, the WEI um, uh, spring book, or I guess it's just a January book. Um, and the numbers that they released were uh, that TNR did an 11.4 and Mutt and Callahan did an 8.3. Um, 
And this is a Minifan Show exclusive. We, we've actually obtained audio of Mutt's live reaction to the breaking news about the January rating. This is the theme to Mutt's show. The theme to Planet Monkey. On the next, it's Mike Mutnansky's show. Mutt gets the latest ratings and hilarity ensues. It was... An extremely embarrassing, uh, embarrassing day for me and my family and uh, what I put them through. I have a huge ego and thought, okay, I, I'm I'm okay. I was not in the condition, and that was uh, pointed out in a couple different ways. You've seen the you've seen the report. There was nothing uh, in there that was not true, and it's pretty clear, pretty black and white. It was effing stupid to do what I did, and it was uh, endangering people, and it was selfish, and it was, yes, I, I, at some point, but I have to go home and tell my wife that this just happened. I, I, I said to her, please like, please don't leave me. That went through my mind more than anything. was like, this is what you just put yourself uh, in the position to. You've got to explain to your wife what happened. So I guess before we even jump into whether or not that's true or not, I mean, what do you think of those numbers? I mean, was that in line with what you thought? I know you had some thoughts on that. Well, I think it seems about right at this point i i always kind of question the monthlies because they're not the spring book the spring book if you get into the inside business stuff the quarterly books is where they set their rates and where the talent get bonuses or not and the monthlies are just kind of a trending directional data type thing but it does tell you the trend and it seems that things are not so good so i looked at that top margin the 25 to 54 not great for mutton callahan but you know, an eight, an eight for a morning show. It's nothing to sneeze at. It's it's not what it was before. It's an absolute disgrace what the midday show is doing. They oh gave up half their audience. Yeah, it's awful. And and the, and the afternoon show is even worse with the what is it? The eighteen to uh, thirty four numbers all across the board. Those eighteen to thirty four. So the demo that WEEI is looking for are men, twenty five to fifty four. So. You look and say, well, what does the 18 to 34 mean? It means that they have no young audience. So I look at that and saying, okay, of that, the 25 to 34 doesn't really exist. So they have a much older audience. They have the Larry from Newbury ports out there. <laughs> and that's that's troubling because it, it means that 98.5 could have the young audience or they're just somewhere else. Well, I, and I thought that with a guy like Kirk, I thought that they had done away with the whole meme uh, of uh, WEI being the lodge. Remember, they used to always make fun of them for that. And then yep. you've got a maverick like Kirk, somebody who comes in and actually breathes some 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 fresh blood or some fresh uh, some energy into the actual station, and you things start to turn around. I mean, it's no there's no coincidence here. The ratings were in the shithole. Kirk joins WEI. The ratings make a turn. Right, they they come mm-hmm. back and retake their place as number one. Kirk leaves. Now they're in the shithole again. Right? It's like Fast. it doesn't take a genius to see that pattern there. I don't know why or how Zambrano doesn't see that. I'm sure he does. And and another thing that I have to just come clean for because we are about transparency. There were rumors that I had heard um, that, but I had not verified earlier in the week that Kirk um, that Kirk was approached by Wei to come back and that he declined. I did some digging and some investigating, and that turned out to be 100% false. It's my my bad guys for even tweeting that out before I had it verified, so I'll take the L on that one. Um, but uh, from my understanding and from what I was able to verify, WEI has not reached out to Kirk whatsoever. They haven't contacted him, and from what I understand, I, I mean, I'm, I'm sure that you would feel the same way, DEC. 
there is no way on this planet that Kirk would have interest. Everything about what he's doing right now is about moving on, getting away from WEI, and starting this whole thing new. So there is no way on this planet that even if they did come back and and, and come back and kiss the ring, uh, Kirk would send them away with, with, with their tail between their legs. There's no way that Kirk would ever have any interest in going back. How could he trust them at this point? Oh, right? All that's going on, how do you trust them? Yeah, stab him in the back, and they think that somehow. Now, uh, the only thing, the only good thing about this week so far uh, and last week at spring training, other than the god awful, boring ass radio, um, is that they haven't had Sam Kennedy on yet. I, I will give them props when that, if that, excuse me, I'm not quite Kirk level yet. I'm not going to burp on the on the air. Um, if that happens, if they have Sam Kennedy on, that's that's the death knell for me. That's it. Because, you know, still, you know, I'm friendly with them. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll bullshit and, and tweet back and forth with those guys. I'll listen once in a while. If they have Kennedy on, I'm done. I'm done forever. I'll, you know, it's, I'm talking blocking on Twitter. I'm talking, that's, that's bullshit. If you're going to have, there, there's no loyalty there. If you're going to have the guy that is, uh, maybe what, what would you say? 80% responsible or maybe 65%, anywhere from 80 to 65% responsible for Kirk being off air. If you're going to have that, that piece of shit, that, that, that obsequious fool, that bootlicker, uh, Sam Kennedy on there, the jock sniffer extraordinaire, uh, have him on there, then I'm done. I'm done forever. I haven't listened in a very long time just because it kind of makes me sad and it's not my thing and I found other things to listen to. However, and this is where the whole Joey thing comes in, Joey's really not in my radar for this thing. Sam Kennedy, definitely. Uh, an, an individual who was an activist, definitely. Uh, the Henrys, mm-hmm. I hold them responsible and mostly responsible I hold David Field. If you want to go and look at the nonsense that's going on I wouldn't necessarily look totally at the management at that station. I'd look at David Field. Well, I mean, the, that's the thing is that this guy has the power to get a phone call from Mike Francesa and overrule WFAN because WFAN, WFAN did not, to my understanding, did not want Mike back on nope. the air. They were happy with that piece of shit show. What was it? What was it? CMB. Uh, CMB. Is it really? Oh yeah, they, they just shuffled everybody around. God. So instead of they took... They took a good portion of the Beningo show out, mm-hmm. and they're running from one to three when that's when Frances used to run, and Frances is running from three to six at half the pay that he had, thinking that the app would make it up. And, and I'm sure not. Mike Zahn's going to tell us some stuff about the app and how great it is. But, yeah, Chernoff, Mark Chernoff is the guy who runs that station, who's pretty highly respected in radio. Mm-hmm. Didn't want him back because he was a pain in the ass. And but Field can overrule him. him. Yeah, Field. Yep. So Field has that power that he can overrule and make one phone call to WFAN and get Francesa back on the radio. But you're telling me that, I mean, it's clear. It's obvious that he also didn't want Kirk because if he wanted to, he would have the power to make the say, to overrule. If he can overrule WFAN, he could also overrule potentially the Red Sox. It's his fucking company, right? Yeah. He's the, his he's dad the owner. started the company. So, so he can overrule whoever he wants. I don't care how many millions of dollars you get from the Red Sox partnership. He can overrule, but not going to happen. Field and Kennedy are, are close, um, and the, you know Sam had, had a, a hair across his ass for Kirk. Um, I actually went back and listened today to last year's spring training uh, with Kirk doing an interview, the, the, the interview with Sam Kennedy, and it is just it is, there's so much tension. There is 
So, and this is when Kennedy talks about, you know, that they've they've expressed their displeasure. Like, the, you know, what what other what other place do do you get paid and then get actual money? Like, you, you get you're getting money from the Red Sox, mm-hmm. right? So the Red Sox, uh, you know, the, no, I'm sorry, it's the, it's the opposite. It's the other way around. Yeah, yes. WEI is, is is you know is is taking orders from the Red Sox, right? But then they are giving money to have to broadcast the Red Sox games. How does that make any sense? Well, it's what ESPN is in the same situation, but at least with ESPN, it's the NFL, and that's a big money maker. Baseball's a declining business. If they were, I'm spitballing here, and I could be totally talking out of my ass, but if the Red Sox walked away, I'm sorry, if EEI walked away, who picks them up? Is, is that 98.5 who picks them up? Is it RKO? Is there a big market for radio baseball? I'm not sure it is, and I don't know what it brings them in revenue. Yeah, I agree. I don't. Um, I mean, it brings I guess prestige. They, I guess it's just because they can be the Red Sox flagship station. I don't know. I don't really care. I mean, the radio, the the the, the, the radio was so bad this week. Nobody cares about spring training. Nobody cares uh, about breaking down the Red Sox in fucking February. It's not interesting. The players don't want to do it. The hosts don't want to do it. The only people that want to do it is management. It seems like. Because it's just god awful radio. It always is. Even when Kirk was on, you know, that last year spring training, that was weird because that was right after the sensitivity training when everything happened. So, mm-hmm. you know, even at that time last year, you could t- you could sense that there was tension in the air and, and and stuff was happening, and it was just an uncomfortable time. And it's also exacerbated by the fact that the radio was just was just awful because it's just not interesting. I'm sorry, nobody cares. And in terms of the Red Sox. Nothing's changing. They got the same group of guys coming back. There's there's literally no reason you you could you could literally you have to send a single person. They send down half the sales team and all the all the beat guys and the radio shows for what? So they can so they can be in the same room with these guys, you know, running around in a field and they can they can look down and they're actually, you know, 500 yards away as opposed to being, you know, uh, you know, in up in Massachusetts and being several different states away, being 700 miles away it makes no sense to me. Outside of Machado or Harper signing with New York or in the East, which doesn't look like that's going to happen, the Yankees are about the same. The Red Sox are about the same. One of those two teams is going to win the AL East, and the other one's probably going to be a wild card. So this is a team that very well could go deep again. It is what it is now. I mean, there's not much excitement. Mm. Anyway, yeah, I agree with you. So it's And not much excitement on, on any end. Even talking about it now, I'm getting – it's just – you know, we got better stuff to talk about. What did you think about the um, the ratings themselves? Because uh, BJ BSJ, I know that you got into some beef with them. They had uh, they put out some ratings, and I guess I'll be breaking some news here in this podcast. The ratings that they put out are not quite one hundred percent accurate. Um, what they put out, I believe, was that Toucher and Rich. Um, did, uh, gosh, what did they say, an 11.4, right? So they reported that Toucher and Rich did an 11.4 and an 8.3. Now, what they actually reported is just one of the uh, one of the weeklies in January. They didn't report the whole month. So take those with a grain of salt. It's not like they're wrong, but they're not technically right. You can take it directionally. It's probably in the ballpark somewhere around there. Yeah, it's in the ballpark. Now, I don't have the full book either. I've got three weeks 
um, of the of the book. So uh, I have, you know, based on averaging it out over three weeks of the Jan- uh, of January, it comes out to about twelve point three for Touch Run Rich and a, a seven point nine for M and C. Uh, but again, I'm missing that fourth week. Every book is going to have that fourth week in there, so mm-hmm. uh, I don't have that. But again, I would say that probably that if you actually do the math over those three weeks, it gets a little bit worse. Um, and that's for folks that are even interested in ratings talk. But, you know, you got into it with these BJ, BSJ guys, right? Yeah, I did. And it was mostly because, uh, well, it's the one guy who I kind of like over there, which is Ironhead, or at least respect a little bit. The other guys, eh, not so much. But he put out something that I saw that Funhouse talked about, which was there was a story he said he was writing about Joey signing Mark James only after the abuse allegations from Nessing came out and I can't take that any more than saying Joey wants him because this guy's abusive and Funhouse said that's really a, a, a bold thing to put out there and they've just been kind of dicks to you and dicks to me a little bit in terms of uh, kissing up the Menahan which yeah we are but I'd rather I'd rather tag my ship to Menahan than Bedard who I don't think anybody connects with and I saw that and I'm like I mean, what the hell? And then I was busy because my daughter had a visit at the optometrist. And while I was in there, I figured I'd kill some time and stir up some shit. And I threw up a whole, you know, Joey, Joey kidnapped the Lindbergh baby. And <laughs> Joey killed Lisa Steinberg and uh, John Bonet Ramsey and Tupac Shakur. Yeah. Basically just throwing stuff out to, to stir up the shit. And he and was the second. Zarbano was also, from what I understand, he was he was the second shooter on the grassy knoll, too. I yep. think somebody saw him, you know, waddling away. Uh, he, after that, so he, sh- he shot Kennedy while jumping out of the plane as DB Cooper with the money. Yeah, in fact, yes, you're right. And I heard at the same time with his third hand, he was stabbing Kirk in the back. <laughs> so I mean, there's all sorts of craziness going on. And again, BJBSJ had it first, right? You know, some some yes, some online Twitter collection of trolls with 300 and you know 18 followers. Um, that nobody gives a shit about uh, that just likes to harass people and make unsubstantiated claims. Now, again, I do like some of the guys, but I'm talking specifically about whoever the hell that asshole is that handles their account. I am done with uh, they, they are they, this guy is the epitome of everything wrong with the Internet. Just yeah. just in, insanely hostile for no reason, no ability to actually research anything other than him trying to make people look bad and do little gotcha moments. Can't think critically about anything. And for him, it's just us and them mentality. And if you're not 100% in line with the way that he thinks, he wants nothing to do with you. And I just I think that that's bullshit. Not to be like Evan Drellick here, because I'm not going to go yeah. cry that, oh, we got to be more nuanced. But to me, just seemed like, you know, on 98% of the issues – you know, we kind of agree. We kind of agree that a lot of Boston media sucks. We kind of agree that a lot of Boston radio is not great. Why else are we doing this podcast? Right. Um, so we a lot of a lot of it could could have been on the same team, but instead, you know, they had to come. They had to come at us and come at the King and Minahan. And you know what? You, you you better not miss is what I would say. So be ready. If you want a war, we'll give you a war. I I do feel bad that I pissed off the Daily Arnold text line because regardless of what he thinks to me, I like the guy. So I felt bad about that, but that's it. Yeah, I mean, again, but I like all the guys too. I like, I like, I, I like the displaced Bostonian. Love, love Daily Arnold. He and I are, are you know, have been, have been. Yeah, I know, like him too. We're Twitter not friends everything. for a long time, and you know, I don't, I don't understand how everything got so hostile today. Essentially, what happened? You had some fun with them. You were busting balls. Yeah, pretty and, much. And whoever runs the their handle got got pissy about it and got butt hurt and and you know. 
uh, overreacted. I defended my podcast partner because they tweeted some things out about you, and 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 so I stepped in and defended my podcast partner. Is because I'm not going to be you know Judas MHB here. I'm going to defend my partner, and uh, and then they transferred all that to me and went after me. So last I checked, they threatened that they're going to start having fun with me now. And uh, so I would say keep a lookout for uh, MHB or DEC hit pieces on the BJBSJ website because I would say there's a probably there's probably a good uh, possibility of those uh, those coming up soon. No. And uh, um, both of their readers are going to enjoy that. But they here's even the went thing. After, they even went after Sporty. Sporty got in there like, hey, guys, cool it <laughs> out of nowhere. And they went after him. And, and you know what? They can they can try and, and spin it all they want about being correct. The reality is, and I tried to do it discreetly. I messaged them discreetly saying, hey, you guys have the numbers wrong. I mean, you're not that far off, but you guys have the numbers wrong. Um, and they haven't made a correction to it. Uh, and, and then, you know, I did them the courtesy of, of going in and trying to correct the record discreetly. And instead of saying, Hey, thanks, man, you know, we're sorry about that screw up or thanks for giving us a bigger picture here. We'll go ahead and correct it. Um, they were assholes, but at least he, the, the guy that runs their Twitter handle, uh, the BJBSJ journal, uh, Twitter handle, he was a total asshole about it. So, you know, I have no use for you. If you want it, you, that, that um, we're done. Yeah. That was mostly what got in my craw is that guy. Um, and then it was a convenient thing to see this stupid article that they're talking about Joey uh, supporting harassing women. And it doesn't necessarily mean that I'm white knighting for Joey. It just means that even even somebody like Joey, if they're giving him the raw deal, I'm going to stand up and say it. Well, here's the problem is that it's you know and not to get all technical here but it's 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 a it's a post hoc fallacy right so what that means is that if you say to somebody um a happened and then event b happened well, and guess what? A must have caused B. That's 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 BS, right? You know, if I it, it, you know, wear blue pants, right? And then get a raise, me wearing blue pants did not give me a raise. Like I'm 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 sorry. It just doesn't make any sense. So just because just because Joey or, or just right. because uh Mark James got into uh some trouble with harassment and then subsequently to that was hired by WEI, that doesn't mean that um, that does, in no way, shape, or form means that uh, the harassment caused it. So I just think it's a bullshit argument. All right. So I think at this point what we should do is uh, we've talked about our ratings things. We've opened the show. And what we're going to do is talk to the guy who has been number one, Mike Zahn. All right, it's time for our big guest, the man of the hour. This is a guy who's been number one in New York radio. Oh, Mike, how long have you been? Well, one? you know, I've been doing this for over 30 years. And, you know, I, I've been number one pretty much the whole time. Mike and the Mad Dog, Sports Radio 66. Uh, so it's, uh, it's great to be on. Uh, thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for being here. I'm glad you could uh, glad you could make some time for us. Uh, this is an honor. You're a... Uh, you're a big star in our podcast. This is yes. Curtis. The other guy there is John. And we talk a lot about Kirk, a lot of Boston radio. And I know you're a solo guy. I know you like to take phone calls. Yes. So we Listen, I, I know a lot of people in Boston. <laughs> okay. Oh, you do? Yeah, yeah of course. Who do, you, who, do you know in, who do you know in Boston, Mike? Uh, I mean, I've, you know, I've been friends with guy, you know, Robert Kraft. I know him. Uh, Bill Simmons. You know, I know all those guys. I mean, pretty much the entire... <laughs> Belichick era 
those players, at least those first three Super Bowls, he won them with my players, the players that I drafted with Bill Parcells. Well, I was going to say, you and Parcells are close. Did you guys ever do, you know, exploring up in the North End, restaurants and stuff like that? Of course, of course. We we did that all the time. Hmm. (laughs) Have you ever gone up to Kelly's Roast Beef? Do you know that? Yes. uh, The roast beef is good, but the bread is outrageous. Now, listen, I've had roast beef like that before, but... I've never had bread like that before. Maybe at City Field. The, the bread there is unbelievable. But this bread, it rivaled the City Field bread. That's how good the bread was. It, it was something they did to the bread, okay? Uh, <laughs> I don't know what they did. The roast beef was good. But uh, something they did to the bread. Unbelievable. I'm not going to make it. Um, Bill liked it, too. He, he, was, he, he thought it was great. How, how, yeah. When's the last time you t- you spoken with Bill? You and, you and Bill are still close? I- uh, yeah, we, we've, we had a falling out uh, a very long time ago. Listen, we've talked. Uh, we're just not as close as we used to be. Now, listen, Bill had a lot of health problems. I have a lot of health problems. But you know what? I think over time, you know, you, you forgive certain things, and uh, we won a lot of championships together. So, you know, it's, a, it's an important part of my life, and I'm sure it's an important part of his life. Well, you know, Mike, we're really happy that we have you here. I know that you're obviously, you know, a very busy guy. I also wanted to get yes. your reaction really quick to um, – you know, you're here, obviously, but is your thumb here as well? Because your thumb has kind of become a viral sensation. Uh, yeah, well, you know, here's the problem with that. that uh, you know, you, you, those guys on the Internet, you know, you got these guys on Twitter, you know, they spread this stuff. Uh, you know, they didn't even hear a word I said, the, you know, the content I was putting out there. And they just pay attention to my thumb, which happened to be on the camera lens, okay? I mean, if they think that's funny, I mean, uh, that's fine. I mean, uh, you know, it's not going to bother me, but you know what? I'm going to be here the next day and the next day, and I'm going to keep doing this stuff. I, I always am interested in that, too, because, like, what is your opinion of a guy like Funhouse, the, the back after this guy? What, what do you think about somebody like that that has made a cottage industry really after parodying your content? Uh, you know what? I mean, the guy obviously has a lot of time on his hands. I mean, God bless the guy. I mean, if he wants to do that stuff, that's good. I mean, I, you know what? I, I wouldn't spend that much time worrying about somebody else, but he obviously cares about me a lot. Uh, that's fine. I mean, you got that other guy that makes those videos about me, uh, you know, during the Revolutionary War, things like that. I mean, I, again, the, <clears throat> those don't bother me. What do you think me. of that guy? I, I mean, I mean, I, you know, I've met him a few times. Uh, weird guy. Uh, very weird. Uh, but you know what? You know, it's a free country. He's allowed to do that. Um, they're, a little, they're, a little, they're a little stupid. I think they're stupid video. They're a little dopey. I, it's, you're right, though, because, I mean, how pathetic would it be for people to, like, do a podcast about their hero or something like that, about their radio heroes? Yeah, I, I mean, spend... I, I, listen, first of all, nobody's figured out how to actually really make money with podcasts. And you know what? I actually have the solution. I'm not telling anybody because I don't want to steal my idea, but I, I could fix podcasting if I felt like it, but I'm just too busy with the app. How long would it take you to fix podcasting? Uh, I'd have it up and running in two weeks. <laughs> two weeks. <laughs> I lo- I, we're going to get this out of you. We're going to get this out of you, Mike, at some point in this interview. <laughs> I know you like taking calls, and this, this guy's been waiting for three hours, so he's okay. got a question for you. Hey, Mike, I wanted to get your thoughts real quick on, uh, on the Kirk Minahan situation uh, over there in Boston at WEI. I wanted to see if you thought, if, if you knew anything about what was going on behind the scenes uh, with the Red Sox keeping him off the air. Um, and, uh, and, and, and with him going to radio.com, uh, did, did you know anything about that? Did you do anything behind the scenes for, for the guy? Uh, and what would your advice be to somebody like him, uh, uh trying to get back into radio? Uh, all right. Uh, yeah. So, you know, now you guys know, I, like I told you, I, I know a lot of people in Boston, so I knew everything that was going on there. Uh, I am an Enercom partner, so I'm very in the loop. I have this information. Uh, I am privy to it. 
Mr. Field personally called me regarding the issue. I said, David, you, you do not fire this man. This man is the Charles Haley of radio. <laughs> Another good friend of mine. Uh, I kept quiet about it because I didn't want I didn't want the praise. But uh, I told David, I said, listen, I'm sure radio.com, nice website. But, uh, you know, Minahan, he needs an app. <laughs> you can't expect people to bring their computers in the car to go to a website. He needs an app. That's a good point. <laughs> Listen, listen, and this is what these guys don't understand. Apps are the future. What would you do then? What would your advice be to him? He should not do the app? Because you're right. I mean, radio.com, I got to go, got to go bring my computer, go to a URL. What he needs to do, okay, he needs to start his own app. He needs to get, get rid of any affiliation he has, start his own app, uh, give away the content for free on the radio, but charge money for it on the app. It's a, it, it, now, it might sound a little, uh, con, you know, I might contradict myself here, but listen, it works. Trust me. Well, let me, let me ask you this question. If, if, if I can get the content from Kirk for free, so I'll be, I'll be Kirk here. <laughs> Explain to me how that works. I, I'm giving my content away for free. Why is somebody going to pay for it? Because why would you want it for free when you can go on the app? And you can pay a subscription, and then you get the perk of being on an app. Okay. Okay. Uh, you got that. So it's really a status thing. I. I, oh, I, I mean, listen now. I, I, you know, I don't know all the technical stuff about it. Okay, I have I pay guys to do that stuff. But listen, uh, it's a big sex successful. I form. mean, do you get any extra videos on the app? Like, would Kirk, you know, do like uh, selfies yes. on the? Enor- yeah, enormous amount of content. You can get past, You can put past videos up on there. Mm. Uh, you could record yourself talking about live events. It, it, it is instantaneous. You can do it at any time. Mm. Okay. I like that. So I got another, that's a good call. I got another uh, question Thanks for, for you. Call. So there's been a lot of criticism of the new morning show, WEEI, Mutt and Callahan. <laughs> now, Jerry right. Callahan, don't know if you know him. He's been there over uh, 20 years. Yeah, he was at SI. Uh, he worked yes. at the Herald. Do you think Jerry can lead them through this tough period? What Endicom is wondering right now is, can Jerry be Jerry? Because when you have Jerry backed up by Zambrano, backed up by Mark Hannon, backed up by David Field, you have a pretty good chance. Can Jerry be Jerry? And right now, Endicom doesn't think Jerry can be Jerry right now. But you know what? Because right now, they're leaning towards Mark James leading the charge in the morning drive. But <laughs> can Jerry be Jerry? Because when Jerry's Jerry, he's Don Imus. Don Imus. And Don Imus started my career. Oh, gosh, I would, have, I would have picked Charles McCord myself, but that's high praise. Uh, you know what? A uh, bit of a compiler. Really? Yeah, you know what, guy? You know what? I, I just don't find him to be uh, all that interesting, to be honest with you. Hmm. Think it, uh, so one of the guys that you've been compared to in the Northeast is Glenn Ordway. I don't know if you know the big O. Of course. Glenn Ordway is a guy who did afternoon for a lot of years. Then he got fired. And then they brought him back, but he's kind of mm. considered the Zon of Boston, and you've got lots in common. What do you think about Glenn Ordway ret- returning? Well, you know, right now, you know, I I just think that, uh, and you know, not a lot of people think this, but I think Glenn Ordway is Glenn Ordway. You know, but Glenn Ordway in 2019, what he is is the keeper of his own flame. That's exactly what he is. I mean, Glenn Ordway's career is not built upon Glenn Ordway in ni- 2019. It's built on Glenn Ordway in 1996. It's not built on Glenn Orway in 2019. Exactly what did Glenn Orway do in 2019 except beat Glenn Orway? 
you know, I mean, it wasn't like Glenn Ordway was running the country in 2019. He is being Glenn Ordway. Glenn Ordway is Glenn Ordway because of what he did in 1996, not in 2019. Understand? Yes. Crystal. Yes, I do. That's crystal clear. And you know what? Not a lot of people have that opinion, but I, I, I stand by it. Well, I got another call here. Uh, this is another one. I think this is a good question for you. I carved out this time for you guys because I love the three of you. Do I have lunch first at the club and then hit balls? Or do I hit balls and then have lunch? So that's John in Sarasota. He's got that question. <clears throat> okay, John. Here's what you do. You do both at the same time. <laughs> I mean, th there's no reason why you couldn't eat lunch and hit balls and be on an app. Or you could have your own app. Stream yourself hitting balls and eating lunch. And then you're creating content. You're actually making you, money. Exactly. I am a content creator. I've been a content creator for over 30 years. And that's the type of content that brings in the big bucks. Mm. I mean, that's why I'm so rich. That's fair. How rich are you? Uh, I mean, I'm not going to get into I don't brag about that stuff, but I'm very wealthy. Do you have any horses? I don't know if you have uh, Yes. I, you know, I, I like to get involved with horse, the horse racing. You know, I, I do uh, own a few. Uh, the one right now I own is named Mongo Nation. Um, <laughs> great horse. Uh, it's actually doing pretty well. Me and Bill Parcells own horses together as well. Nice. All right, so I've got I've got Ernie from Southington who's on the line. He's been on for four hours, and I, I think this is an important long, one. Huh? All right, what do you got, Ernie? Oh, yeah, hi. I was just wondering, who do you think is a better manager, Joe Torrey or uh, Bobby Heenan? I'm just wondering what you think. All right. Uh, you see, now you got a guy on here. I mean, this isn't even my radio show. you got fools calling up, talking about stuff like that. I mean, who, who's Bobby Hinn? Is that the guy from the wrestling? Yeah, he was a wrestler. He was a wrestling manager. He just passed right, away about okay, a year ago. Yeah. I mean, I don't, listen, I don't watch that stuff. I mean, that stuff's just silly to me. I mean, why would you go out there and pretend to fight some guy? I mean, that is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. I mean, listen, you know what? You know, if guys want to do that stuff, that's fine. But you know what? I, I just find it a little silly. That's all. Are you not? You're not appreciative of 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 those trolls calling in, right? You're not. You you don't like that. Uh, no. I you know what? I I find it to just be a waste of time. Uh, you're wasting all the people that want to watch my show and hear my content. Mm. Uh, you're wasting their time too. I mean, it's it's very disruptive. All right. So I I, uh, I it doesn't get on the air though. I mean, so it doesn't really matter. I. I did find something else. You you did talk about horsing. I know you like horses. I know you like Saratoga. I know you like gambling. So I think this will be a good question. Hey, Mike. What do you think about uh, Mutt at WEI in Boston? He's the first, I believe, first monkey uh, to be hosting a radio show full-time, the first primate. You think that's something that could have a future in radio? Is this a new trend? Or you just see this as something that is just going to be a flash in the pan and die out? Also, what is your opinion on him throwing feces at Jerry Callahan in the studio uh, on a regular yeah, okay. basis? Well, you got to cut that guy off. I mean, I don't know what he's talking about. But listen, if he's talking about the guy, I mean, I again, I'm not too familiar with the situation over there. But you know what? Uh, this guy is actually, you know, a primate. <laughs> is, that, is that what he's talking about? Yes. He's actually a primate. He's, he's, now, well, listen, it's a, he's, a, he's a monkey in, in the studio. Okay, okay. I mean, if the guy, uh, listen, if you don't have, if you're, if you're the co-host and you have an actual gorilla <laughs> next to you, are you going to be worried about the co-host? Yeah. But, you know, the way people are today, they're going to probably be worried about the gorilla, <laughs> which is ridiculous, by the way. I think that's... What, what's wrong with you people? I mean, come on now. You're worried about a gorilla. But what about the health of the gorilla? What about... I mean... Oh, who cares about the gorilla? Come on now. I mean, listen, does the gorilla have an app? 
Well, what if I mean people were getting upset because the the gorilla was is dragging them around, uh, and dragging them down. Do you think the gorilla is dragging them down in the ratings? Listen, if I was on the air and there was a gorilla in my studio, listen, I, I said I don't like wrestling, but I would power bomb through the table. Okay? <laughs> That's what I would do. That's a excellent. gorilla. Now listen, here's the thing. Like I said, I, you know, I know some of the rest, these wrestler guys. I knew Ric Flair. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were very close. I taught him the figure four, and that's probably no what kidding. I would do to the gorilla. Really? Figure four, leg lock. I, I I had one question about. I know that you talk about the uh, the Mount Rushmore a lot. I mean, that's a that's a big sports topic. Of course. Would you put Minahan on your Mount Rushmore of radio? And, and if 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 not, <laughs> who would who would you put on that Mount Rushmore other than yourself, obviously? Uh, what is the thing? First, you have me, of course. of course. But then you have to understand something. I was on two shows. I was on my show, and I was on Mike and the Mad Dog. So you have to put me number one, Mike Francesa number two, <laughs> Chris, Russo, Chris Russo number three, and then you put Don Imus number four. So that's it. No room for Kirk. He's the odd man out. Uh, you know what? I like Kirk, but you know what? It's just the way it is. I mean, listen, I don't like Listen, I'm not talking bad about the guy. It's just he's not on that Mount Rushmore. There's just not enough room. What about putting five people on a Mount Rushmore? Do you think some people I, want to I, do I, that? That's no, that's ridiculous. You can't. There's just not enough room. Four. It's always the core four. Four is the number. You don't. You you have your top four, and that's it. You can't go higher than four. Plus, you'd ruin the monument. Of course. Yeah. I mean, listen. I think four is a perfect number. I also like the number nine. The number nine. Yeah, it's a great number. I got another one here for you. This guy's been waiting a long time. Minifan Show, Chris from Wakefield here with a message for Mike and a question. Uh, even though I'm from Wakefield, lifelong Mets fan, unfortunately, I know. But uh, I recently, over the last couple of months, bought some tickets to the Mets' uh, upcoming games in April from Craig Carton. And I come to find out that he's actually in jail. So I'm wondering if he knows how to get the money back. Thanks, Mike. See you, Dinks. Uh, yeah, okay. Well, you know what? You're going to have to ask him, okay? Maybe you can visit the jailhouse, give him a call. Uh, I don't know if they take visitors in federal prison, but you're going to have to get. You're gonna have to ask him, okay? I, I mean, listen, we were never close. Uh, I'm not going to talk bad about the guy, but he was a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, obviously, the Red Sox are in the news right now. I know you don't think uh, Jose Altuve is a, is a star, but what do you think about Mookie Betts? Do you think he's a star? Uh, interesting player. Uh, now here's the thing. You you said that I don't think Altuve is a star. I never said that. You never did. Not once. Not once did I ever say that. Uh, it gets reported that I said that because people just they, they like to twist my words. But I never said that. If they actually had the app, they'd understand that I never said that about Altuve. Did you clarify that in the app? Is what you're saying? Yes. Yes. Okay. Now, because here's the thing. There's content on there that you, you know you're not going to see. Hmm. What's your views? I can't tell you what that content is, though. You have to pay the money first. Oh, okay. What about Jacob DeGrom, though? But How much do you think he's going to get in arbitration? Uh, you know what? You, you did contra- What do you think he's going to get? What oh, I know that. I think that you said last week that maybe $25 million or, or is it was it $30 million? What did you say? You said something to that extent last week. Yes. Yes, it was, it was something around that. Yeah. I think it was about $24, 25000000 million. Mm, okay. Do you, think, do you think it's a possibility to pair Tom Seaver with DeGrom. Do you think that's possible? Listen, uh, the pitcher of yesteryear, the pitcher of our day when, you know, baseball was still baseball, okay, when football was still football, is not the pitcher of today. 
okay? Uh, the pitcher of today is a different breed, okay? Um, you can't compare them. It's just a different era, okay? Uh, but what DeGrom did last year was impressive. I mean, it's good for the Mets. I mean, you know what? The Mets, uh, you know, they don't have a lot of success, so they got to take it where they get it, and uh, they should enjoy it. So I do have one more caller who's on the line. Uh, this is Larry. Larry's in South Boston. Do you know Jeffrey Dahmer accepted Christ before he died? Uh, I knew Jeffrey. Now, listen, I don't know what he did exactly when he was in jail. Uh, you know, I, you know, the guy had an enormous appetite. <laughs> now, I, I never, uh, you know, I, listen, what he did was awful. But the guy, you know, he deserved what he got. And I, I, listen, I, I don't, I stopped talking to him when he went to jail. Okay, I don't know what happened to him when he was in there, but you know what? Uh, weird guy. Hmm. I sounds like kind of a falling out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Definitely. Is what was worse? Was it you and Parcells worse, or you and Jeffrey? Was that the worst one? Well, what happened with Parcells is, is you know what? I just had different strategies in terms of how to play the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, very similar, but just you know slightly different. And you know we just we butted heads, uh, you know, about a lot of things in terms of uh, you know X's and O's. With Jeffrey, it was more so he wanted to eat people, and I didn't. <laughs> you just wanted, and that's really where where we were. You know, we really butted heads. Okay, there. all right. That's you know, a... friends can have differences of opinion, and and you can part ways. Of and, course, of course. You know, yeah. like I like uh, John likes Lacroix. I don't like sparkling stuff. I like I like I'm much like you. I'm a Coca Cola person. I don't like Diet Coke, but I do like. Right. Coke Zero. Yeah. Right. Now, you know, like, I like Diet Coke. It's what I drink. Mm-hmm. Jeffrey, he liked blood. I, you know, <laughs> it's just the way people are. You can't, I can't decide I, that. And, you know, the, the, it's, I think that the Diet Coke is nice. It gives you a little pick-me-up with the, well, the caffeine. It rejuvenates you a little bit. My question for you is, do you think, do you, do, would you at least agree, because you don't put Kirk on your Mount Rushmore, would you at least agree that Kirk rejuvenated that morning show, that he took over a failing morning show and then he gave it yes. new life? He gave it a spark. I'd say he gave it a spark. He definitely, he gave it something that it didn't have before. Now, listen, I don't listen to the morning guys here. I never have. Uh, you know, I'm taking my kids to school in the morning when I do it. But I'm, I, I'd imagine the Boston morning show with Kirk was much better than the clown, you know, we had working here who's now in Now, prison. Kirk did retweet some things about you, some some comments. Do you read do, uh, you, do you read those? Well, he didn't it wasn't comments. He retweet, retweeted a, a funhouse, a couple funhouse clips. Do you read the, the uh, comments well, online? Know, do you read your Twitter mentions? No. No, never. I, you know, I don't care about that stuff. I just post content. People like it. You know, God bless them. If they don't, well, you know what? They, they don't have to listen. I only have really one more from me, really. But obviously, you had a falling out. Your experience about having a falling out with a, with a radio partner in Mad Dog. Um, mm. Some people are calling Jerry Callahan Judas Callahan for not sticking up more for his uh, co-host in Minahan. What would you? How would you, as as one, uh, you know, one uh, scorned lover? Or, I'm sorry, scorned co-host to another. Um, how would you console Kirk in you know in in losing? Callahan as a partner how did you kind of deal with it from your perspective uh you know I think when you you look at situations throughout history this happens a lot okay uh two guys they work together for a long time and eventually they end up button heads they end up disagreeing uh an animosity uh you know kind of just starts to bubble up now what you always are told is that once both parties admit they're wrong and humble themselves and 
then they will come together and they will heal. Now, I have a little bit different train of thought on this where I was never wrong about anything. Okay. <laughs> Naturally. So Chris had to apologize to me. Now, it was over whether I would accept his apology. And eventually I did. I was the bigger man. I accepted his apology. Uh, and that's, you know, that that's what I did. Now, you know, it's different for everybody, but you know what? Uh, that's how we came back together, to be frank. One, one more. D- would you say that since it's been 2,000 years since you first reported on, uh, you gave your opinion on the Jesus and the Roman Empire thing. Yes. Would you say that you've been proven wrong that, you know, that Jesus has outlasted the Roman well, Empire? I, well, wait a second. I never said that. Yes, you, I heard no. you say it. No, yeah, where? You said I, it 2,000 years ago. That? Two, uh, that was 2,000 years ago, guys. I mean, you know those things can be mistranslated. Paul from Damascus. Uh, Paul from Damascus called in. Well, listen, Paul, Paul likes, Paul always liked to do that stuff. He liked to, you know, bother me with nonsense. And you know what? Listen, I told Paul to calm down because, you know, he wanted to crucify the guy. <laughs> So you think that the rapture is overrated? You think that these reports are, are it's not going to happen, that, you know... Well, I don't worry about the rapture. Yeah? Because, you know what, listen, if the, when the rapture comes, I'll know about it, and I'll let everybody know. Okay. What do you think of the Christian team today? You think it's an overrated team, underrated team? Uh, listen, they have an, a very long history. Uh, you know, Judaism's right there with mm-hmm. them. Islam, up-and-comer. They just don't have the the traditional sort of, you know what, I, I, I don't have the word for it, but I just don't see the Islam being as big as Christianity. I just don't see it. <laughs> I think I'm good. I, that's, I don't know what else they, I can you know, I just I feel they're coming up short in a big spot too many times. They, Islam is like the Andy Reid of <laughs> religion. They, they're just, they're there, but they're just not. They're never going to win the big one. They got to win the big one. Kind of like now, you. Now you might say the Crusades was a big win, but it really wasn't. Cause what happened during the Crusades? It's very different than the way it's taught. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but I'm not going to. Were you there when it happened? You because you you reported yes. on the Crusades too, I think, right? Well, listen, I was there for that. I mean, listen, I was the Pope uh, for a very very long time. <laughs> was it you and Dog that were doing the Crusade shows, or was that was that just you? I can't remember. That was just me. Now, the dog, you know, he floats in and out over, you know, it's been 2,000 years. We've been doing this a long time. Yeah, I know Dog was really pissed about, uh, he's a big German fan, and I know that he got all wrapped up in Germany in 1918, got wrapped up in 1942. It's been tough. I mean, the guy, Hitler really let him down. Really did. He just didn't, he, he didn't perform in a big spot. Same with Mussolini. Let him down. Uh, but you know what? I don't feel bad. I mean, my guys won. That's all that matters. Who was your guys? Uh, the Americans. Oh, yeah. you always, you, yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. I never doubted them for a second. Yeah, I know. I know you're a Yankees fan. I didn't know if that was, you know, the the Yankees in the in the sense of the uh, the actual wars as well as the baseball team. I bleed red, white, and blue. Okay. Okay. Hey, that's good. All right. Do we have any more calls? Well, uh, yeah, I think we have one more, and this regards the the Red Sox situation. Uh, hello, this is Dick and Upton. I, I wanted to, to just say that I've been listening to Red Sox games on the radio since 1942, and Doc Kramer would not have stood for what they did to Tim Neverett being taken off that radio program broadcast. I, I, I've been listening to Red Sox games every night for the past 57 and a half years. 
We'll just get to your point. Uh, but I think Joe yeah, he's growing on. Lefty ropes change up. And I just want to say I mean, that I you got to cut calls on me. That's a, a I know, that guy's talking about a game that was, you know, 80 years ago. Like, I'm supposed to remember what's going on in that game. I mean, listen, I was there, but I don't remember everything that happened, okay? I think I think he's talking about how EEI now is doing this whole round table of, of their color announcer okay. that when you know they, it used to be uh, used to be uh, Tim Neverett and uh, and obviously with Joe Castiglione. I mean, what do you what do what, what do you think about that? Have you have did you see that plan? What are your thoughts on doing that round robin uh, sort of idea? Well, you know what? Some sports are made for certain media. Football is made for television. Baseball was made for radio, and when you have more than two, I mean, two voices. I mean, now you got four or five, nine guys in in the booth doing this stuff. I mean, that's ridiculous. Well, why why do you need that many guys? Why? Do you think that's going to be an issue with them talking over each other? You know, it's going to get confused. Uh, 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 absolutely. I mean, I never talk over anybody, but listen, uh, that's because I've always been good at radio. But, you know, you, you're not going to have, listen, you're not even going to know who's talking half the time. You're going to have all these different voices, and you're not going to know who's yeah. talking. I, not he's no John Sterling, right? You know John Sterling versus Castig. What would oh, you? Yeah, well, listen, I've known John a long time, and John John's the best. He really is. I mean, he's a little over the top, but he, he's great at what he does. Su- Susan, that's another story. You're not a Susan fan, Susan Waldman. No, great woman. Just uh, well, I'll keep that to myself. Okay. Well, what about the rumors about? I mean, I heard that you guys were an item. Uh, what was it, 40, well, 50 years I've ago? I've been married for a long time. Okay, so you know what? You're not going to get me in trouble with my wife. Okay. Nice, nice try. Okay. So I got one final question before we let you go. Uh, regards regarding JJ, do you really let JJ into your house, and and if so, does he use a separate bathroom? I let JJ use my pool. Uh, JJ actually babysits my kids. JJ mows my lawn. JJ, J, I mean JJ's JJ. I mean he'll he'll do anything I ask him to do, and you know what I appreciate it. I, you know he is the future. Uh, when one day when I'm not doing this anymore. Um, you know what? It's going to be JJ. Awesome. Mike, I really appreciate your time. Thanks for, for coming in. This is a real Hey, listen, you know what? Hey, you know what? Good luck here with your little podcast. I think it's great what you guys are doing. Uh, you know what? Maybe one day you'll uh, you'll be as big as yeah, me. Yeah, we hope to make it big. I hope so too, guys. Become yeah. on that Mount Rushmore of radio. Well, you know what? Don't get, you know, don't get too crazy, but, you know. Yeah. Good appreciate luck. Appreciate you coming on, man. Yeah. Thanks. All right, so our second guest here is is the real Mike Zahn. This is Bill Buchanan, the guy behind all the videos out there. Bill, how are you? Great. Sorry, I had to be an egotistical <laughs> asshole for the past few minutes. Oh, that was awesome. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna. We're gonna have to do some work edit because I was I was cracking myself up. I mean, this was. I I couldn't stop laughing at some of the comments, man. I, I don't know how you do it. What what? I guess that's like. What gave you, did you just try doing the impressions on your own and then just realize that you could do this? Like what gave, what, what even gave you the idea to do some of these videos? Well, the first video, um, when I had the idea to do that, honestly, it was just the idea of him being in the revolutionary war that was yeah, funny ridiculous. to me. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that idea made me make the video and I didn't even think I did a good mic impression like I was like all right it's good enough but the idea is what was funny to me and that's why I wanted to make it I never really thought I did a good mic impression Mm -hmm. in fact I I thought about getting my friend Mike to maybe you know step in and do it he kind of can do the voice a little bit 
Um, but then everybody was like, dude, you do a really good impression. And I'm like, oh, all right. Like, I guess I'll make another one. And, you know, just kind of kept making And it them. spiraled out from there. Because you, um, everybody ob- obviously gets on the, you know, the uh, the 30 AD. Everybody loves that one. But my favorite was the, the, the Hindenburg uh, when they just, I just love that as it's, it's, it's uh, the, the like live view. I know that everybody, obviously that's the most popular is the 30 AD, I, I believe, right? That should be the most popular one of the, of the recent, because the thing is I made that one, um, within the last like few months mm-hmm. and for like a few years I had been doing it like, Oh, I'd make one. And then for a year I wouldn't make another mm-hmm. one. Um, and the older ones are kind of like lesser quality in terms of like the video production. Yeah. These ones I've like, you know, I've learned a lot in terms of video editing, so I've been applying it to these videos. Mm-hmm. Um, that one, yeah, that one's definitely. Got, I know that has the most views by far. Yeah. The one I would go back to over and over again is 1942. That's my favorite. <laughs> I don't know how. Really? I don't yeah, know how uh, you know Benevento, but I I love. You know, that it's one. funny Benevento. Yeah, Benevento. Uh, he he's a really nice guy. He lives. He's from the same town as me, which is really weird um, we're both from Massapequa New York and uh, he doesn't live here anymore but you know after I made that first video he messaged me he's like dude we get we should make a video together Unf- you know I would have liked to have had the Civil War video I made had him in it and you know have me take the south or him take the north or whatever that would have been ideal but you know it just didn't come together at the right time so we did the World War Two one and uh, you know I made him a Nazi instead which is <laughs> kind of fucked up but <laughs> so good <laughs> Yeah, uh, that one though is kind of a mess video editing wise. Like I look at those older videos and I'm like, damn, like what the hell was I doing? <laughs> um, so now I'm really trying to make these things at least look a lot better. Yeah, how do you do that? I look at the 1776, and I know they're years apart, but the 1776 versus the 1781, it right. is like uh, it is like <laughs> black and white TV yeah. versus 4K. Right. Yeah. Well, the 1776 thing, like I said, now I'd always liked making videos, but you know I'm not trained on how to do it it's just a hobby um the 1776 one i just did it because of the idea this at this point i'm doing it because i just want to keep getting better at video editing like i love i love doing it it's a lot of fun and so i'm putting i'm putting great care into them you know i want them to look good uh so yeah i mean at the time i made 1776 i was um working on a truck distributing boar's head meat like that was my my career that was my job Mm. Um, which was, you know, it's a good job. It was fine. But, you know, now I'm like kind of changing careers. Uh, I'd like to be a video editor one day. So these videos are sort of like helping me do that. They look incredibly professional now. Yeah. I, oh, thank you. I will tell you the, the last one you did on the Cuban Missile Crisis where it's like you got to do your choose your own adventure. <laughs> the choices. I'm looking yeah. at that. I'm like, oh, my God, this is taking it to a whole different level. Yeah, it was exactly like the Netflix, uh, the, the new Netflix um Right, right. <laughs> I love that. Um, and then you also are interested in in, in uh, monsters, correct? You want to talk because it's like half your videos you do with the, with the mics on stuff, and then you do videos on monsters and Godzilla specifically. What's your? Can you explain a little bit to, to us for people that maybe don't watch those? Because it's it's crazy looking at your views. You got ten thousand, thirty thousand. Right. Then you got like fourteen <laughs> views on your yeah. monster videos. So, so no, it, nobody gives a <laughs> shit about that. I mean, I I went through and watched them. Explain, you know, maybe what 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 your interest, what your fascination is with with monsters and Godzilla. Um, well, I've always been a Godzilla fan. When I was younger, I was a big Godzilla person. Mm-hmm. Like that, that was like the first fictional thing I attached myself to for whatever reason. You know, when you're like a little boy, you like dinosaurs and shit yeah. like that. 
So that, for whatever reason, that was the one that stuck. Um, and then recently I started re-watching these movies, and I actually bought a book about the history of the movies. And I know there's like a million videos on YouTube about, you know, reviewing old videos, old movies, blah, blah, blah. My videos, I make 90%, you know, the history of the movie, and then maybe like 10% my opinion on it. I think the histories of those movies, those old Japanese movies, is so much more interesting than anything I really have to say about them. That's why I make the videos. I just love Godzilla. Um, and yeah, I started making videos too about the Jets. I'm working on one right now. Just about old games that I personally witnessed or watched on television mm-hmm. as a kid. I'm sorry. They're they're most yeah exactly. <laughs> Are you guys Patriots fans? Yeah, for yeah, definitely. I'm a I'm a long time okay yeah I'm a long time Patriots fan. So oh, I'm, man, I'm 43. So I grew up with like Steve Grogan and Tony Eason. I remember watching the '86 Super Getting Bowl kicked by the Bears, yeah. and that was what it was like when I went to school. I was surrounded by Jets and Giants fans and I was just getting, and and all as I could watch and it was, it was the early nineties. So it was when the Jets were really bad with coat tight. Yes. And I think it was Dave Brown who was the quarterback of the Giants. Giants. But you know, I I got killed because I was a Patriots fan and the idea that the Patriots are the way they are now still astonishes me. You know, here's the thing with the, I, and obviously I mean this in terms of like being a fan of sports, not like, Hey, I hate, you know, I hate Robert Kraft or I hate Tom Brady. Like personally, I don't know them. I don't care about that. I'm, I mean, just as a Jet fan, I hate the Patriots. Yeah. Like they won't go away. Like it's insane, and it's weird because like Brady won three, or well, I shouldn't say Brady, but like the Patriots won three in that era, and then Brady was able to win another three in this mm-hmm. era. And they're, you know, because like the sport's so different than what it was in the early two thousands. And they won again, him and Belichick. I mean, that combination is just unbelievable. And two um, totally different you know, rosters, too. And then, and then even within yeah, ten year, a 10-year gap. Yeah. Pretty much. It, it, it's, it's really, I, I think, you know, I, per, me personally, I hate the whole, like, greatest of all time crap, like the GOAT, like crap like that, because I, I really do think football is a team game. Yeah. Um, but the combination of Belichick and uh, Brady mm. I think that has to be number one at this point because who would be bit better because they've won in two different eras. So that's insane to me. Like they, they were able to do that. I also think Josh McDaniels is a big part of it too. Oh yeah. Um, and then the Parcells influence yeah. as well. Obviously that ties back into yeah. on. It's like this yeah. lingering, the Parcells. Cause that, you know, I saw an article the other day about how, like how the Patriots team is usually built in a way similar to how like the Jets in 98 were where you kind of get that tough defense. Not like a great defense, but like a bend but don't break kind of defense. And then your team just seems to score at the right time. And now you guys got the new, uh, your new head coach, right? Gase with his yeah. his, his fucking crazy yeah. eyes, <laughs> bug eyes. He's looking at the tough flying yeah. taco. I'm not sure if you saw that video. That, yes, oh I did. Oh my gosh, poor guy. I feel bad for you guys. Yeah, that, that got me really jacked up. Yeah. And then there's the rumor of uh, nah, Kaepernick I mean, joining the Jets too. Did you get tricked on no. that? <laughs> no, I follow, I follow that guy, Barry. Sports talk, Barry. The, yeah, he, yeah. I'm not going to lie. He's, uh, you know, when I got into the Francesca stuff, like the Francesca Twitter accounts, those to me are like the funniest. Now his Twitter account makes me laugh more than I don't. Nothing really makes me laugh on Twitter anymore except that guy. 
Like, he is fucking hilarious. Yeah. Those Tom Brady videos he makes, like, I was fucking crying watching those. Who is this guy again? Like, that is the hardest pass to make. Sports Talk Barry. I think he, he's, you, oh you know who God. he's, you know, you've, you've seen his videos. I'll show, I'll send you a message. Please show him, just show him doing the Tom Brady yeah. videos. Those fucking They're videos funny. are killing They're funny. Me. A lot of people in Boston don't like him, but. Uh, oh, I'm sure. But you know what? Like, it's not like, um, I mean, obviously he's kind of crapping on Brady with those videos, but. It's also showing how good Josh McDaniels is because it's like he has wide open receivers on every <sighs> play. It's fucking obnoxious. That fucking Chief game hurt me. It hurt me on the mm-hmm. inside because forget about the D4 thing. They had like three third and tens in the overtime, yeah. I think. And he converts and it's all the of them. Same fucking play to fucking Julian Edelman. Would somebody hit Julian I Edelman? Know. Like at the line, please. and it was the same in the like, Super Bowl. It was the same thing in the Super Bowl. That that oh, that guy just nuts. he oh, knows how to God. get separation. It's crazy. I as a Patriot fan, you must. I mean, you if you're a Patriot, yeah. Fan, like nothing can bother you no. at this point, right? Like you. That's it. I mean, I'm twenty. I'm twenty seven, man. So like my first, like the first Super Bowl. I don't even. I don't remember even remember how old I was. I'm like you know eight years old, right? You would have been 10, yeah, eight, I or, think. eight or nine. Uh, yeah, yeah, nineteen years ago, right? I was, I was, I'm twenty nine, and Brady won his first when I was thirteen, and well, I was thirteen, mm-hmm. and he's been ruining my life. That's ever it. Since. It's been all downhill from there. My whole youth is ruined. Mm-hmm. By I remember it. I was in my twenties at the time, and if you keep if you keep this in mind, at that time, the Patriots had futility. The Red Sox sucked. The Celtics had yes. been abysmal for years, and they were looking at the Bruins as one of the worst-run teams in sports. And I'm sitting there, and they're going down the field, and then they won. And I didn't know how to feel because I was a loser. My teams are losers. Right. This was my identity as a loser. And then they won. And then they won again. And then the Red Sox started winning. And my son hates new england sports teams he's a giants fan what what no way why he he hates them oh because i'm so sick of them winning all as they do is win wow just win and i go you have no idea i have two words for you mark wilson (laughs) (laughs) dick mcpherson yep bill buckner (laughs) dick mcpherson yep Uh, rod rust yeah barry he should uh maybe he's just he he likes rooting for the underdog. He does. Maybe that's just what it is. And I think I I think that's part of the re- I don't I'm probably just a Jeff fan because my dad was. You know, I remember the first game I watched, I was like 5 or 6 years old and they were bad. They were really bad. I think the first season I watched they were 3 and 13. Um I don't know why the hell I became a Jeff fan, but yeah, probably just my dad. <laughs> Your dad and you live on Long <laughs> Island. I got to blame what you him. Do. Yeah, and you know, the Patriots um they just have so much going for them. They got that owner the quarterback and the coach and you know what even the offensive coordinator is amazing josh mcdaniels they got the offensive line coach skarnecki mm-hmm. skarnecki yeah dante skarnecki yeah he's they're good he's good and he's been he's so good he's been in and out of I mean, retirement but he's now i mean he's he since he came back from retirement he's been killing it i mean the offensive line they bring in nobody and trent brown to be right. their replace uh soldier who who went over to the he jets with the who, or to the giants yeah and he sucked he was awful, awful. it was unbelievable but the funny thing about boston is that the Boston media, uh, sports media, 
there's a huge divide between the fans and within the Boston sports media. The Boston sports media, a lot of the fans perceive it as being negative. They always say, you know, after the Super Bowl, for instance, with the Malcolm Butler thing, a lot of people, you know, some articles. Seahawks bailed well, them out. Well, <laughs> and, uh, and the Malcolm <laughs> Butler, when, when they benched Malcolm Butler, people were questioning Belichick oh, and things like that. Yeah. And there were all sorts of articles written. And, you know, so a lot of people perceive the Boston sports media as being overtly negative and anti-team and things like that. So mm. it's really, it's, it's quite interesting to see how all those years of winning, and yet they're still just as negative as maybe a town like New York is when it comes to the New York That's media. That's crazy. That's crazy to me. Boston just has so much, everything going for it right now. Like there's no, I would, oh my God, I just want to win one. I, I don't even want to win one. I just want to go to one. Like the Jets haven't even been to a Super Bowl in my lifetime. They haven't been to a Super Bowl in 50 years. I mean, I just want to have that experience of that like week where they're there and I'm enjoying everything and you know the game hasn't started yet I can just like enjoy that the Jets are in the fucking Super Bowl and I'll I'll probably never get that that's how I feel <laughs> are you at least a Yankees fan am I a Yankees fan? No, oh, no no I have I have the worst luck at least I'd be a little more happy if I was a Yankee fan. I'm a Mets fan oh no Jeez. yeah Jets Mets it's awful um basketball I I just I'm not really an NBA guy because I just think the playoffs are really the only thing mm-hmm. that matters um, it's kind of just like a, I don't know. I just can't get into the NBA at all. Um, but when I when the Knicks are good, I'll I'll definitely watch them and root. Do you actually listen? Do you listen to Francesa like on a daily basis? Or I used to because I used like I said I used to work on the truck. But um, now no, I never really get to listen to him mm-hmm. anymore because um, I work in an office now. So like I said, I'm like trying to change careers. Um, yeah, so I don't really get to listen. I'll I'll have the Funhouse. Um, you know, Twitter account, I'll look on that if anything funny happened so I could write, like, new material for different videos. He's been especially senile lately, too. I mean, the reason I brought up yeah. the arbitration thing, I think he said, you know, he, he denied ever saying that he was right. that he would get $25 million, and then Funhouse goes back and plays the clip back to back to back to back of him just blatantly contradicting himself. It's, it's funny because the, you're right about the whole app thing, and I'm glad that we poked fun at it with the Radio.com thing because uh, it – like from a business standpoint, what would you say? Like, what what is the purpose of the app? Like, how does it actually help some help help him when I can get all the content for free either online um, or on on the radio? Well, this is I, I think, and again, I'm not an expert, but just from what I know, he um he tried to have an app like five or six yeah. years ago. Like, so he's been in love with this idea for a while now. Um, actually, it was more than that. It was like eight or nine years almost 10 years ago he tried to make an app and he did he had an app for his show and it was really bad it had like a bunch of technical issues and so they got rid of it within a few months um so i think he's just been in love with that idea forever and you know how i i think i snuck it in when we were talking Mm -hmm. i said you know apps of the future yeah if he said that like 15 years ago it would have meant something (laughs) you know apps have been around now for a while so what what but he he says it like it's like this futuristic idea he's not breaking any new ground with that one that's for sure right he's he could though he could sit there and and watch football games or baseball games yes or he could take it with julio uh julio in the car i mean there's things that he could do that people would be really interested in but he doesn't do that just just put him on there dude i mean when I heard he was coming out with this app and that's what he was doing, I'm like, oh shit, this is going to be awesome. He's just going to live stream randomly. This is going to be funny. We're going to get new content out of this. And that's what kind of inspired me to start making the videos again. Cause I'm like, Hey, this is pretty funny. Like him with the app, but he doesn't do that. You know, he, he said, all right, I'm going to live stream the uh, chiefs Rams game. This was like a few months ago, but he was just in his normal studio setup 
watching the game, which isn't what I thought it would be. He should just have the phone in front of him, sitting on the couch, you know, hey, you know, get me a beer, like crap like that. Like, he should be doing that. I think people would pay. I would pay for that. I really would. If at any time the fucking guy could just turn the stream on. Like, even if he's sit, but he, even if he's taking is, a dump, like, right? Even if he's just sitting on right? the shitter, I'll still, I'd be still because that's that's something I can't get. Well, you know, of just him in the studio at least. I, I don't know if I'd want to go that far if I'm taking a dump. But, right. <laughs> and the, you yeah. Don't God. See that, but yeah, all the roast I mean, beef. I don't think. <laughs> I don't think you want to see that. Yeah. <laughs> but he, you know, I've heard that, and I know like everybody's heard this, so it's not like special information, but that you know the app's not doing mm-hmm. well. That he doesn't have a lot of subscribers and whatnot. Which is sad, because I think it would. He's just... I don't know. He must be paying these people a lot of money and has to get that money back to pay for everything because the people running his app... $9 know, a month is a lot of money to ask somebody to pay It makes for no an sense. App. Everything it, that I heard is he came back because they cut a salary in half. And I heard that right. he did that. He agreed to it because he felt he could make more... He could make that money up on the app. Which is probably why he has it at nine dollars, thinking I can take this many subscribers yeah. and I'll get one point five million back. You're probably right. Honestly, that's probably what he was thinking. It was something along those lines. Yeah. Um, and I don't think he's gonna be on WFAN for much longer. Like that's just my what I think. You know, I think eventually he's gonna be like, screw this. Uh, if you want to listen to me, you gotta buy the app, which is what he should have done in the beginning. Right. Because <laughs> here's the thing: people would have bought his app if he did that, even if it was eight ninety nine. Because it's like, hey, I want to listen to Mike. Yeah, go to the. It's the Stern um, model, right? You go where you can right. only get that content. Sirius or whatever. He could have. Why did, he could have gone to Sirius too? Yeah, I mean, maybe he didn't get an offer. Or maybe he doesn't want to. Maybe he thinks that because isn't Mad Dog on Sirius as well? So he might be thinking, yeah. uh, well, I don't want to be. Ego. Yeah, I'm not going to go. That's his thing. That's his platform. I'm going to do my own thing. It's probably something like that. Yeah, and again, I don't know what the hell happened. Nobody does. It's all speculation. But he always used to brag about how he does his own negotiations. And then after a few months and no offers, or at least offers he didn't he liked. Um, he got that uh, CAA company to negotiate for him. So obviously something wasn't going. Did you right. listen to his replacement show? What, what the uh, what was their name? With was... G- JJ and Evan were on today. Well, though right? I'm talking about when he was taken when off. CMB, there. CMB. Oh, remember CM- oh, CMB? CMB? How bad was that? Yeah, I f- well, dude, I felt bad because you know what? I I've met um, their friend of yours, Chris Carlin, because <laughs> I was doing. Well, yeah, yeah, I know him. Well, okay. He was Mike. Um, he was Mike's producer. Yeah, I'm doing very, I'm being very Mike yeah. about this. He was, he was, he was also Imus's producer mm-hmm. for a while. There's a really upsetting video of him getting like insulted at, you know, being yelled at by Imus live on the air. It's really it's, it makes Imus look like such an asshole. But um, yeah, I, I've, you know, I had a project to do for college once, and I, Chris liked my videos, so I, I messaged him on Twitter like, hey, could I like interview you for some like college thing? And he. You know, he showed me SNY. Like, he showed me the studio they got That's there. Awesome. He, you know, he took me out to lunch. Like, he paid for my lunch. Like, dude, guys, like, he's like one of the nicest people I've ever met. That's like famous, like, really nice. Um, so I felt bad the second he was given that opportunity. So I'm like, oh no, people are gonna shit all over oh, the yeah. show because it didn't matter what the show was. Outside of Mad Dog getting that spot, which wasn't gonna happen because he already was under contract somewhere else. No one was going to be happy. So, like, I felt like whoever was getting that spot was, yeah, it's a blessing. You're getting an opportunity, but not really. Like, everybody's going to hate you. So, like, I feel bad. Like, I listen to the show. It doesn't sound bad. It's just, it's not my I, I guess. So, people are going to be But it's mad. also, you can tell that an analyst put it together, you know, like a consultant put it together. Like, we're yeah. going to get, we're going to get a yucker. 
Uh, and then we're, we're going to get a, <laughs> yeah. we're going to get a woman and then we're, then we're going to get an ex athlete and we're going to put them together and, and we're going to yeah. have some chemistry and you can't fake something like that though. It just come, it comes across sounding like it's very formulaic force. Yeah. Very force. And, and, and a lot of the guys in Boston, Kirk actually was, yeah, they were, they would shit on them for that exact same thing, just about how fake it was. <laughs> um, now, and, and you, we talked a little bit about this earlier before we started recording. How much of you, you heard a little bit about the, the Kirk situation? What was how much of that reached New York? I'm kind of curious because I'm always curious when you talk to folks outside of the you know the Boston media bubble. Did you hear anything about um, that? No, I didn't hear anything about it on WFAN, but it was kind of like how the sports Twitter world kind of all interconnects. So like if you're on Twitter, you're going to see it. That's how I saw it on Twitter. Um, he, he had... Uh, something was going on uh, meant uh, he had like a mental issue or something uh, or illness I, I know that um i remember seeing that um and then I, I saw there was like drama over some other stuff but no i didn't i didn't know much about really what was going on but i, I saw him um on barstool saying that he watched my videos and then he really liked them. yeah so like, right, he was awesome. a fan yeah he liked he liked the uh, the third the, the 30 ad video a lot i believe that was his, that was yeah, if you had heard anything about Kirk when he was on his absence, you heard more than we did. This is one of the reasons we do this podcast is nobody was talking. It's like Francesa just disappears and, you know, Raceman doesn't talk about him and Mushnick doesn't talk about him. Wow. And it just it just goes dead. Yeah. That's in weird. fact, one, one of the yeah, like that, that wouldn't that wouldn't happen no. in New York. Like, that would be impossible. Well, one of the things that we uncovered was that Entercom and, and, and the WEI uh studio had actually put a gag order out that if they had talked about the the Kirk situation the hiatus that they would be they'd be facing possible suspensions the on-air talent so everybody would and, it, and it's kind of obvious too because everyone would always say uh when I, whenever a caller brought it up the the stock answer the company line was we all hope Kirk will be back soon now I can see one or two times somebody saying that but when every single show is saying we all hope Kirk will be back soon. It kind of becomes a little bit obvious. There's a gag order in place, and then when you, we did some digging, and yeah. so we were actually, you know, were able to uh, to uncover a lot of stuff about it, and then, and that's a big reason why we do this podcast is because of everything that happens. Kind of, it's I don't know, I don't know many uh, super fan podcasts for somebody on the radio, but I think that if if you hear this backstory about what happened, it kind of it, it paints paints a larger picture for sure. Yeah, I mean, it's never good when any sort of gag order is placed, like, in a corporate sort of environment. That's uh, very uncomfortable. But I guess whoever the hosts are that are saying the same mm-hmm. answer, I guess maybe they're, maybe they're trying to, like, make it sound obvious, like, hey, we're, we're not allowed to talk. Well, that was the theory, too, that they were intentional, that some that some shows were intentionally tanking because, uh, you know, like, there was a theory that was out there for a long time that the morning show was intentionally tanking. Um, when he was wow. off the off the air, and uh, and now it's nope that we're just we're just stuck with the current host with with uh, Mike Manansky and uh, and Jerry Callahan who you uh, who who's on I'm sorry who Zahn had uh, had had berated and talked a little bit about earlier in the program. You know it's it's weird because WFAN the last year they've had a lot of drama. Oh my god, know, Mike not retiring, Craig Carton going. Uh, I think he's being sentenced in the next right. week mm-hmm. actually. Craig Carton. And who was the guy that, that was trying to do Beningo. a three? Beningo. Beningo. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Beningo, yeah. And Beningo, here's the thing. Beningo is like one of my favorite, like, here's, I forgot to mention this. I don't really like sports talk radio. Like, I, I really cannot listen to it. 
and I didn't even like Mike originally. It wasn't, you know, it was because I was working on the truck and my dad always had the radio on to that station. So that's how I listen to it every day. But I can't listen to people talk about sports all day. I just can't fucking do it. It drives me nuts, especially the callers. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. Awful. But once you find the humor and all that shit, it becomes very funny, very entertaining. Joe Beningo is probably the only person I could actually listen to solo. Um... And not for, like, the humorous reasons. Like, Mike, I listen to for, you know, funny stuff. Um, Joe, I'll just listen to because I'm a Jets fan. He's a Jets fan. And he has that same sort of fucking just depression over yeah. it. And it's always really funny. So I was pissed when Joe got um, taken off the air. And Intercom did the same thing in terms of the hosts. Like, nobody was allowed He's to talk back about on it. now, right, Joe? Yes, he is. Yeah, that's why. You go from... I'm, I don't know what... Well, you know, he tried to basically offer a threesome to some girl that they she didn't some lady that didn't want a threesome and then there was like uncomfortable I think she was an account and, executive yeah something yeah. like that right i mean it's and then weren't there stories of weren't there stories of them doing shots too like in the more like in the morning <laughs> oh, and afternoon uh, like yeah yeah that's what i all i'll say is uh, and again i because of my videos i've met a lot of like people that work there and i've you know I've met some of the personalities and stuff, and everybody's really nice and, like, good people. You know, I know them. Okay? <laughs> you know them. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm doing my mic right now. But, like, really, like, I've met these guys. They're all really nice people. But, yeah, like, I've heard some stories where it's like, oh, shit. Like, that's hilarious that that, like, kind of crap goes down. Not the three-way thing, but, like, you know, I'm not saying sexual harassment. Of course. Funny. Yeah, I'm yeah. talking about, like, like the, the gambling, mm. like, the drinking, like, shit that goes on. Um, I mean, some of the stories, I can't, I'm not going to say them because I don't want to pistol oh, come on. off but like yeah there's some pretty i can't <laughs> sorry. um but there are some there's some like really funny shit i've heard where it's like wow um but yeah i mean it's like any it's like any freaking office man like shit happens and it's just weirder because they're personalities so okay, you can't at least tell us who have you met that is a total asshole or even beyond not even met but who who if you had to guess like who in media is as big an asshole as you think they are, or who's a surprising asshole? You know, because I'm always interested in that. And why is it Steve Summers? Um, well, I'll say this, and I'm not going to say who told me it, okay. but it's as credible as credible can be, so it's not bullshit. Okay. He's like very, I'm not going to say Chris Summers, uh, Steve Summers is a bad guy, I'm not saying that, but he is like really rough on his um, behind the glass guys. Like apparently, really? like, what the fuck are you doing? You're you're on your fucking phone texting while I'm fucking doing this. <laughs> really? Like he, he's apparently like kind of like, yeah. But again, that That's doesn't make, make him a bad guy. But like I have okay. heard that. All right, yeah. interesting. Okay. Oh gosh, Steve um, Summers is like the one guy I would think is the nice guy. Right. <laughs> Um, no, but I haven't met anybody that's been an the asshole. biggest one. I'll give you one for for Boston, from what I understand. The the biggest two faced snake in Boston sports media is a man by the name of Dale E. Arnold, and uh, and and DEC. Would you happen to agree with that? From what you've heard from behind the scenes, people that he comes across as this nice guy, this Ned Flanders sort of character, but behind the scenes <laughs> is a complete and total a hole. From what that again, that's just what I've been told. But that's you know, that was that'd be my uh, that that'd be my my pick for for Boston. Media. I've heard that, but my big problem with Dale Arnold is he sucks. <laughs> yeah, he does suck. He's awful. <laughs> 
He's fucking terrible. I can deal with somebody who is an asshole if he's actually entertaining, but he's an asshole and he's not entertaining. Do you think, Bill, do you think this would fly in in, uh, in New York that the host of an afternoon drive show uh, on the biggest sports station would leave early to go cover uh, hockey pregame? Do you think that would ever happen in any reality? <sighs> but it happened in Boston. <laughs> go to cover the Rangers. I got to go. I got to go to MSG. Oh, yeah. Man, nobody cares. He's, that's what he would. This is what this guy would do. He would leave early. And uh, where's Dale? Oh, he left early to go to Bruins pregame. Are you, are you kidding me? Are you insane? It's crazy. That, you know, <laughs> the thing about WFAN that's great is, and why I'll always listen to them, even though I don't really like sports radio, is that there's just so much history there between the people that kind of like come and go that everybody just sort of busts everybody else's balls on the air. So like the Giants postgame show. It is notoriously long, and it plays on WFAN, so all the hosts make fun of it. Like, all right, maybe we'll be on tomorrow um, after the game uh, at 3 in the morning. That's um, awesome. Like, they'll say shit like that. Yeah, everybody makes fun of everybody on that mm-hmm. station, um, and that that is something that's really funny about WFAN. I don't know if... Um, you know, it's WEI very similar. The best yes. parts of WEI are the inside baseball stuff. You know, like the people love the <laughs> infighting. People love the behind the scenes. That's why people like this podcast is because some, you know, sometimes we'll get behind the scenes scoops and new like, but earlier in this podcast, before you joined us, we talked a little bit about the ratings and because the ratings haven't been public yet, but there are people that are leaking it out. And then we, we were able to get some of them. So people really, for whatever reason, people seem to like the behind the scenes drama more than more than the content yes. sometimes. That's one of the great things about Kirk is Kirk would just bust balls about everybody at the station <laughs> and it felt like a regular workplace because that's what you do in the right. workplace is you, you bust the balls of the guy in the cube over there or, you know, I don't like the boss or the guy who comes in second shift is a douchebag. That's the type of stuff that's in everybody's life and you get a little microcosm of that just driving into work. Yeah, I think that's a big part of it. I think whenever... Because here's the thing, anytime the morning show here, when it was, well, actually still now, um, Craig Carton or uh, Giannotti, who's the replacement, when they make fun of Mike, it's almost guaranteed somebody's going to call Mike <laughs> and tell him and tell him about it, and then he's going to get to respond, and then the next morning, the morning show's going to respond to him, and it just goes back and forth, and it's, re- you know, that shit's entertaining. It's more entertaining than the sports half the time. I, I totally agree. I, I can't stand hardcore sports talk i i just want to hear what (laughs) it's so boring i want to hear if i'm I'm going to a bar or i'm going to get wings or something like that i want to talk about i want to hear what i would talk about it's a little sports it's a little life it's a little politics yes yeah i'm not talking about the bruins third line (laughs) hey i want to talk about uh this guy's batting average like right who the fuck wants to talk about God. that? And that's <laughs> the thing. And that's what was great about about Kirk is he would just say, you know, I, I you know, I, I, I literally wanted to, to drive my car into a ditch and bury it listening to the afternoon show. You know, like it's because that's that's I mean, that, that's how that's he great. was that honest on the radio. And it's what everybody thinks. Like you hear these awful sporty segments where they're just droning on and on cool. about, you know, the, the, the batting order or, or, or uh, you know, uh, Red Sox hot stove. Like who the hell wants to hear that? It's so bad. It's such so so bad. Yeah, it's awful. And I, you know, we have here, I don't know if you guys have it there. Um, here's the thing WFAN is owned by Intercom. Mm-hmm. Yet for some reason, because CBS owned WFAN before that, we have to listen and they're still on the air. And I don't understand why. It's called the CBS yes. Sports Minute. So they there was another station, 98.5 The Sports Hub, which used to be owned by CBS. 
And what happened is they kind of flip-flopped with EEI. There was a whole complex deal. But I remember used to listening to those with like Damon and Jim Rome, and they Jim are Rome. horrible. Oh. It makes me want to like I, I shut the radio off every time it comes on. Like CBS Sports Radio, yeah, <laughs> goodbye. I shut the fucking radio off because I'm just like I don't want to fucking hear this dumbass take that like who cares? Like I don't care. Nobody else cares. You're not breaking new ground here with whatever dumb thing you're about to say. Whoever's idea that was, he should be fired. Well, not fired, but you know, just, it's an opportunity. It to, <laughs> it's an opportunity to put a network commercial in. And that's all it is. Yeah, yep. pretty much. It, it just stinks. I hate that stuff. But um, yeah, I mean, Kirk sounds like a really funny host, so that sucks. That, uh, well, he's got a show starting in March. Uh, Radio dot com. It is. It is an app. Uh, so we can tell Mike Zahn that it, it, it actually is an app. People are not going to have to bring their computers in their car. Um, <laughs> It free will be though, free. Right? Yeah, it's free, free app. app. Yes, free app. <laughs> and he's doing the it. He's doing it national. We should charge nine dollars. No nine dollar charge. It should be totally free. So, um, anything else that we want to get to? I think we're good. We've gone far longer. Anything you want to plug, Bill? Uh, uh, yeah. I mean, like, if you if you want to check out my YouTube channel again, just for the Francesa videos or for my Godzilla videos that nobody cares about and my Jets videos that really are depressing. Um, yeah, and you can it's watch um, those big action. Big productions. action productions is <laughs> big action productions is the YouTube channel. Okay, yeah. and guys, give his Godzilla videos some love because um, those <laughs> yeah. don't get as much uh, play. But I think that there's actually they're actually pretty entertaining when I was and very well done. If I if I if I'm one to say when I was watching them, um, oh, thank I, you. I was actually like, oh, this is actually uh, pretty informative. Yeah. Listen, I like me. I just like making them. I don't care if two people are watching. I'm gonna keep fucking. I'm gonna make. Everyone for every damn Godzilla movie, and I don't care because at first when I was making them, I was getting like nasty comments from people like, "Hey, what the fuck? Like, where?" <laughs> I was like, "Stick with the well, zone." The vi- yeah, exactly. I mean, I get that for the rest of my life, but it's like you know what? I enjoy doing this, so I don't care. I'm not you know this isn't my job. This is a hobby. Yeah. So right. you know, if you see Godzilla on the video, then why are you clicking on it? <laughs> so guys, big action production. Give him a subscription. Check out the videos because because they are hilarious. Especially if you yeah. liked what you listened to. If this is the first time, you're in for a treat when you go down the rabbit hole of all, of all the videos uh, that that uh, that Bill has. So definitely give him a, uh, a like on YouTube. Oh, thank you guys. It was uh, great being on. Yeah, yeah thanks for having you. Appreciate you coming on. And we'll have Anytime. this out tomorrow. And uh, yeah, we'll talk soon down the road. Ooh. Hopefully, we'll have you back on again. Awesome. All right, thanks, man. Thank you. All right. I get a-